Thank you so much for joining us on Rise of Herman 60 Minutes at a multilingual radio station here in the province of Pumalanga. Mukhacho Ochesape, Pumalanga Yokana. We shift focus now. We bring in a conversation around epilepsy or as part of our health focus every Wednesday. We tend to, I suppose, bring information around issues of health. And now this evening, we often see and uh, I suppose also hear people having epilepsy. And most of the time, even though we want to assist, but we don't, I suppose we don't need even know where to even begin. This evening, we're joined by Dr. Otoa Mazwai to help us understand, you know, w- w- what then does someone, you know, um, you know, uh, do in 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 a case where you know that this person is uh, now epileptic. So yeah, I suppose that's the correct way. Doc, everyone, good evening to you, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Musa, and good evening to your listeners. Thanks for having me. Uh, Doc, before I ask you what ep- epilepsy is, uh, you know, how then do we refer to, you know, the disease, it's, uh, I suppose, the illness itself? Do we say epileptic or epile? Help us there, Doc. Sure. <laughs> Not a problem. The condition itself is called epilepsy. Yes. And somebody who has it would be epileptic. Epileptic. Um, and so you say, yeah. Uh, we we did refer to that in the old days. I think we are personalized now. And to refer to somebody as a condition, I think, is very poor. So uh, it is Odwa, it is Musa, and Musa has epilepsy. Odwa has epilepsy. Mm. From epilepsy. Mm. But then, Doc, what is epilepsy? Brilliant question, Musa. So epilepsy is a condition where you have abnormal brain activity. Uh, that results in one of two things. Uh, the one that we're talking about today and what most people will think about are seizures, fits, or epilepsy. So mm. it's all, all the same thing, where you actually see somebody shaking and fitting. There's a second thing that also happens. It also is a type of fitting, but the person doesn't actually shake, uh, fall over, and lay on the ground. Uh, we call those silent seizures or absence seizures. And maybe I'll tell you a little more if you're, if you're interested in that. Mm. But it really is abnormal brain activity that results in uh, in a person having uh, these sort of shaking fits. That mm. You know, Doug, let's talk about, you know, detection stages. I mean, does a mother get to detect it before a child is born or is it something that happens after the child is born? Uh, definitely after the child is born. Um, so it's not something that's uh, easily detected after. Um, most of the time it would make itself uh, quite obvious, and it's usually in childhood. Um, and the second type that I spoke about, in absence seizures, sometimes is diagnosed at school um, by teachers or friends or somebody else who, who might mm. come to notice it. But no, it's something that's diagnosed after birth. Mm. I mean, you've mentioned the number of seizures and as well as, you know, I suppose the the events that happens when someone you know is currently having you know the the the, the experience. But kindly talk us through how then do we assist? Sure, uh, I think uh, let me perhaps dispel a couple of myths from the old days. They certainly were around when I was growing up, and that was if somebody's having a fit, you should put a spoon in their mouth because it'll stop them from swallowing their tongue. Uh, I please advise you and your listeners not to do that. Um, all that will happen is the person will bite down on that spoon. They'll probably break teeth and, and injure themselves as well. Mm. The best thing that you can do, Musa, if you see the person, say, in a sitting position, maybe in a classroom, 
uh, elsewhere in the sitting room and you can see that they are starting to fit and fall, you can help them down towards the ground, protect their head. Often people strike their heads and you can just support them uh, and place them on the ground. Mm -hmm. Usually when they're actually having the fit, there's very little we can do, Musa, to stop it. Uh, usually you just wait for the person to have the fit and, com and, com and complete mm. it. For those who, who know that they are dealing with somebody who is epileptic, usually they will know that that fit will pass. If it's the first time ever, it might not be a bad idea just to call for some medical assistance while the person is fitting. Mm. After they fitted, they'll look as though they're somewhat semi-conscious or unconscious. And the best thing is to put them in what we call a recovery position. And that's just laying on their side. Uh, so that they are able to breathe, the tongue doesn't fall back into the mouth. Mm. Those are the best things we can do to support it while it's happening. Otherwise, it will pass, and we can just support the head, make sure they don't injure themselves as they fall and as they fit. Mm. Doc, maybe let's trace back a little bit. I mean, you've mentioned that there's two types. You know, kindly explain to us the other type. Absolutely. There's something called an absence seizure, um, where the same activity happens, but it doesn't trigger the muscles of the body uh, to move and jerk. Uh, we call this an absence seizures, and sometimes it's diagnosed at school because there'll be a child who looks like they're just out of it. They're not responding to people. They're not talking to anybody else. And the truth is, there's actually that uh, electrical storm that's going on inside of the brain. And, and if you would, they are out of it. Um, that's called an absence seizure. And it often goes undiagnosed. And sometimes you think the child may be slow uh, or they're just uh, not focused in class. Uh, those teachers who are really good, who are able to pick this up, friends who are able to notice when it happens, uh, can refer it to the parents, and the parents perhaps uh, visit a doctor to see what it is. It's just another form that we don't usually see, and it's good to mention it because it does happen from time to time, mm. and a good and early diagnosis helps that person uh, going forward in life. Mm. Doc, does an epileptic person feels, you know, the seizures coming, or is it something that also catches them by surprise. Yeah, so a lot of people do. They have what we call an aura, or something that comes beforehand. It uh, varies from person to person, but it can include things like uh, seeing spots in your vision, sort of uh, dots of light in your vision, and they know that it's coming. Some have a headache. Some may even have a certain smell suddenly that they can smell, uh, and they would know that thing is coming. If anybody else has ever had migraines or understand migraines, sometimes mm. they can feel it coming on. There's a similar event where you feel it coming on. It's usually pretty soon before the seizure, and those who are really well-versed with their, with their condition uh, know to go and place themselves in a safe place or even may lay themselves down because they know that it's going to come. Mm. But yes, there are some warning signs, usually known only to the person who's mm. having it. We just hopped into the conversation. I'm chatting to Dr. Otwa Maswai. He's helping us understand epilepsy. And uh, we're just putting it on a spotlight this evening on our health corner where we normally discuss health issues. And uh, this evening we're talking about epilepsy. Doc, can uh, I suppose, can epilepsy be cured? Um, no, not a cure per se. Uh, it can be treated very, very well uh, in this day and age. There are a number of really good drugs. Um, or tablets that uh, people with epilepsy take. And generally, you'd see your doctor, your specialist, and they keep sort of changing that regime until it gives you good control. Mm. Uh, second thing is that you also know to avoid certain things which can trigger your epilepsy. Musa, I don't know if you've ever seen 
music videos or something, you know, uh, uh, discos or wherever they say, this contains lights that may cause epilepsy. So sometimes strobing lights, flashing lights, bright, loud, bright, sorry, bright lights, loud sounds uh, may all trigger epilepsy. So there is very, very good treatment uh, nowadays. Sometimes, Musa, not often, uh, it might need a surgical procedure to help reduce uh, the amount of seizures. But again, that's for people who are absolutely not controlled uh, on any tablets at all. But as for a pure, an absolute cure, you don't have a cure for epilepsy yet, but just really, really good treatment and support. <laughs> Doc, maybe let's wrap up our conversation in this way, that uh, you know, looking at how then you know, do we... you know. Well, my question is layered like this. Normally, a person will, I suppose, experience all, you know, the, the, the effects thereof. But then how then, you know, do, do we as, you know, supportees of the person, you know, uh, help them not to repeat the things that triggers epilepsy? Sure. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Musa, those who have good friends are truly blessed. And, and those people who are good friends uh, will remind those who are epileptic not to do it. I think also those who are epileptic don't really enjoy having seizures. Mm. There are a lot of things that happen. A person might wet themselves uh, while they have a full-on seizure. So, you know, once you recover from that period after you've had it, it may be quite embarrassing, particularly in a public area. So generally people will avoid the things that they, they, they don't want to do. What's probably most important, Musa, is uh, reminding people who have epilepsy that's not well controlled not to engage in things that may be dangerous to their own lives if they were to have a fit while they were doing it. For example, driving, operating sort of dangerous or heavy machinery, um, and even swimming. There's some, uh, on the advice of their doctors, we told uh, swimming is dangerous because should you have a fit while you're in the water, you can no longer keep yourself up. And there's a potential then, again, of losing your life from drowning. So good friends will, will remind people, you know, keep them in the shallows, stay really close by them uh, if they really do want to get into the water uh, and make sure that there's a way to get them out of that water or encourage them not to drive, uh, certainly not on, on large public roads. So those are the kinds of things we can do to support uh, those and help reduce the seizures that they, not reduce, but sort of support them uh, at times where they might have seizures Doc, really appreciate you availing yourself for all these questions that I had for you. And I trust that, you know, we've uh, exhausted all, uh, you know, the pointers that could lead us to, you know, a light at the end of the time. And I, I, I suppose, Doc, I wish you nothing but great success ahead. And thank you so much for, you know, being part of this conversation. Thank you, Mr. Always being a pleasure. Uh, always a pleasure being on the station. Uh, always a pleasure chatting to you and your listeners as well. I uh, hope they do know a lot more. Musa. Do get yourself that medical aid. We are brilliant at Universal, mm. and we will look after you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks <laughs> I really appreciate it. That is uh, Dr. Otwa uh, Maswai talking to us here on Rise FM in 60, but it's on our health corner around, uh, you know, conversation was about epilepsy, putting epilepsy on the spotlight this evening and, uh, you know, sharing as much information as possible that we can around epilepsy.